Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, no, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But, at that, but that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by, his, by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister in your heart. The word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, this was supposed to be a typical Sunday in September. It was going to be a typical Sunday in September if it wasn't 2020. On any other year, this Sunday probably would have been the Sunday that we would have blessed the backpacks of our students as they were starting the school year. And since it is second Sunday, we would also have been downstairs after worship, having our monthly potluck and eating our chicken dinner. But the fact is, this is 2020. So right now we aren't meeting in person. 
I spent some of the past week putting up new signs on the front door that made sure that people who are coming in were wearing masks when they entered the building, since that is now a mandate from the state. I'm starting to work with um, our adjunct pastor, Rob Hamilton, about how best to enter the building. And the fact is, when we do come back in at some point, it still won't be like it was back in March. We will have to do things differently. But right now, at this moment, as a church, we are not in the building. That's why we're doing this video. You are all watching this on a computer, probably, probably at home. We as a church are not in this building. And the fact is, it was really nice about a week and a half ago when we came and we actually worshiped outside. That was the first time we had done that in, in, in about six months. We had not really been together. So it felt good. But the fact of the matter is, we still are not in the building. Things are not normal. But I wonder, what if we see this time as some time that God is saying something to us, something important? Starting today and going through to um, late November, we are starting a new sermon series called The Church Has Left the Building. We aren't in the building, but we're still church. So what does it mean to be the church when we are in the church? What does it mean to be church the other six days of the week? The church isn't closed. It's just deployed in different places. So what does that mean? How are we church when we're not in church? So, and during this time away, we're actually going to be focusing on three things. Love God, love the church or each other, and love your neighbor. While we are away, we as a church are called to do these three things. And so our sermons throughout the fall are going to focus on this theme to help you be able to be the church where you live and work, which these days are about the same in many cases for many of you. So the first lesson of this series is found in the 18th chapter of Matthew. And I wanted to actually, before I go into the scripture, tell you a story. It was about 20 years ago, maybe actually I would say 24 to be exact. I got a bad case of pneumonia and it was bad enough that it put me in the hospital for two weeks. I got out a few days after Thanksgiving of 1996. And I can remember it was a day or two later. I had some business to do at a bank in downtown Minneapolis. 
Now, I had just I had been inside for a long time. And so I went to walk to this bank in the IDS center around lunchtime. I was still in a bit of pain. I had had fluid that had built up around both of my lungs. Most of that had been drained, but all of what the, that fluid did do some damage and scarring of my lungs. So I was still healing up. So I was walking and I realized I had been not really in public for about a month. And where I was in the IDS Center, and this, especially for those of you who do not live in Minneapolis, the IDS is, has a big atrium. And there is a skyway. And again, if you don't live in Minneapolis, we have in downtown a skyway system that connects buildings to each other that was started back in the 1960s. And it is a marvelous thing, especially if you work downtown or have business downtown and it's winter. And where the IDS Center is, is kind of a joining point of several different skyways. So there are lots of people. And I was walking and then I stopped. And for a moment there, I just took everything in. I had not been around people and I had not even been in public for a long time. And I just had to take in that moment. If it were a month earlier, I would have just taken this all for granted. But I was here. I was out in public. I was alive. I felt in that moment a sense of gratitude and grace. And it was a moment to savor because I realized at any moment it could be taken away. So when we think about that unforgiving servant, it is easy to tell this as a, as a tale of forgiveness. And, and it is about forgiveness. But it is about so much more. That servant owed the king an astronomical amount of money. He was not ever going to pay that back. He and his family were going to face jail forever. And the king does something amazing. He forgives the debt. It is amazing. It is unbelievable. And this man leaves relieved. But we soon learn that while he's relieved, he is not thankful. When he sees another servant down on the street who owes him just a little amount of money, he grabs him basically by the throat and tells him to pay what he owes. And, and the man pleads, I be patient with me, I will pay you back. But the servant who had known, just known what it meant to have this debt forgiven, could not show mercy towards his fellow servant. He took that mercy for granted and he threw the other servant in jail. Well, of course, the king found out. He was enraged. He had shown 
an incredible amount of mercy when this, this servant basically deserved prison. And now he and his family were going to face judgment. The man never, the servant never realized that he was swimming in mercy. And in the end, he lost it all. Jesus is telling us this, obviously, to be a people that is forgiving. But I think it is so much more than that that Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is calling on Peter, when Jesus calls on Peter to forgive 70 times 7, he is saying, basically, that we are to swim in forgiveness. Because this is the way of God, because this is God. God forgives us, and God showed that forgiveness on the cross. And we must realize that we are forgiven and must live in gratitude. And how do you live that life of gratitude? By showing love and concern for the people around you. Of course, one caveat I must say is that forgiveness is not about allowing people to hurt you. That's not about living in gratitude or forgiveness. And if anyone says that that's what it is, they're lying. But we are forgiven by God. We don't have to do anything to earn God's favor. We should take that and live in gratitude. We as a church, as First Christian Church, are deployed in our neighborhoods. In this time away, if we want to live this life of gratitude, we have to find a way to show concern to our neighbors, to our friends within church, and with God. So we are now going to start this new series of learning how to be a church, to be a church where we are, and to do that, you got to live in some sense of thankfulness because we can only be the church if we know that we are loved and if we know that we are swimming in God's mercy. We are a people that are forgiven by the God of the universe. So how do we live our lives knowing that we are forgiven? Someone said that God is like swimming in forgiveness, as I've been saying. That unforgiving service, servant, sadly, didn't realize that. He took, it, he took life for granted. The church has truly left the building. We are not here. So let us live our lives knowing that we are forgiven by God, that we are swimming in grace. And let us be the church. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast 
was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L dot org. May God be with you in the coming week.